0: Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Everybody And greetings this time again. I am coming to you live from the tower at Unity Village in Unity Village, Missouri. I'm so excited because as I'm doing this show, registration for my Holy You retreat just opened. And so all the people that will be with me for the next four days are just now starting to come in and sign in. And I think this is wonderful that I get to sit over here in the tower and chat with The most wonderful man, Dr. Gary Schwartz. I'm going to let Gary tell you more about himself, but some of you, hopefully many of you, already know about him because I've already had him on my show, and this year, in fact. But he was so well-received, and we didn't get to talk about so many things that I wanted to talk about, that he agreed to come back for part two. He's going to be talking to us today about the soul phone. Imagine having technology that would allow you to talk to your family and friends who have crossed the veil. I announced that on my Facebook page yesterday, and we got some comments that that would just be beyond a dream, wouldn't it? So we're going to talk all about Mm. that. Gary, thank you so much for coming back and joining us again.
1: Oh, thank you for inviting me.
0: It's always a pleasure to talk with you, and uh, I know we had a little magic happen already. I didn't tell you yet because I wanted to tell you on air what happened, but
1: uh, we got oh, in I the. I gotta hear the magic. Yeah, but it's
0: just great because we. Ty just drove me over here to Unity headquarters. We're staying down the road at a campground, and I get in the car and I said, "Oh, I need to text Gary the call-in number for the show." So I just, I just knew I was supposed to do that, and I texted you to the number. You replied, "Great." And then I went to check email, which I haven't been able to check all day because I've been running around getting ready for the retreat. And there's an email from Dr. Gary Schwartz saying, Suzanne, what's the call-in number for the show? <laughs> 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 so I think that's Susie Smith, your wonderful um, helper in the spirit world that that is making sure that everything worked out just right today.
1: That would be um... – Really special uh, to put it mildly. You know, it, it's it's interesting because you you spend, um, I presume. Correct me if I'm wrong. Virtually every day with spirit in one form or another. Oh yes. Is that fair to say? Oh yes. Um, and and that uh, that includes weekends, right?
0: Well, there's, where spirits concerned, there's no day off. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> right. Well, the message for everybody listening is: we all spend our time in the spirit world all the time, and it just takes a shift in focus to, to be there. So it's all about learning how to do that.
1: Right. And that's such a profound, it's such a profound lesson that, that we can, that it's through our intention and where we focus our attention yes. that enables us to connect or not to connect. Um, and that applies, by the way, you know, as much to our bodies, the physical world, as it is the spiritual world. Um, Absolutely. which is
0: really fascinating Do- for everybody who's so, listening Dr. Schwartz has spent a lifetime uh, studying psychology and physiology and energy and the spirit world Gary would you just give us a brief uh, synopsis of your background to catch everybody up who perhaps missed the first show which is in the archives by the way folks so if you want to catch that just go back and listen to show one but Gary tell us about yourself well
1: b- very briefly I was trained as a mainstream academic scientist. Um, I was privileged to have a an excellent education. I was an undergraduate of Cornell, psychology major, chemistry minor, pre-med, mainstream. I then did my, my master's and PhD at Harvard University, where again I was mainstream, psychophysiology and clinical psychology. And in those days, I was a... Uh, I was a materialist, meaning I was raised uh, first of all in a in, a, in essentially an atheist uh, reformed Jewish home. I was taught it was ashes to ashes, dust to dust, case closed. Mm-hmm. I was also trained by you know Western science that that the brain and nervous system creates consciousness, and therefore when our brains die, our consciousness ceases case closed. And I just assumed that all of that was true. Um, And I was then on the faculty at Harvard and then moved. and was a professor of psychology and psychiatry at Yale University. And I was there for 12 years um, and then moved to the Southwest to the University of Arizona in Tucson. And when people ask me why I do that, I confess that it was was first and foremost a move of the heart. Um, Yes, it was it was much easier to do sort of interdisciplinary, integrative, more visionary kind of work at a at a at a institution like the University of Arizona than in a more conservative institution like Yale or Harvard. But it was also because there was the Southwest is a, is a more, if you would, open I, and I've learned spiritual place, and it, it, I was blessed to be able to come here, um, and therefore develop in these other areas. Well, may
0: I interrupt then and just jump right ahead here? Because you've got your bona fides there, which are just incomparable. And I've visited you multiple times at your Laboratory of Human Consciousness at the University of Arizona. And as you mentioned that they're in their open mindedness, I really applaud the the powers that be at the university for allowing you to have that laboratory and do the work you're doing now because it is out of the box research isn't it
1: yeah i would say it's it's way out of the box <laughs> um, um, and it's uh and, and and it's unavoidable to see it that way i mean it was you can't you can't you know it's one thing to uh to to infer that there's a greater reality a greater spiritual reality that goes beyond our conventional five senses and with gifted mediums like yourself who are evidential to be able to obtain information that can be independently verified um, uh, both in terms of the past the present and even sometimes the future but besides all of that, the idea that that the, 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 the continuation of consciousness of personality of our of our history, of our loves, and, our, and also our, our pain and suffering that, the, that all the lessons that we can learn in life, not only does it continue in, the, in this post-material uh, realm, but also that our energy and information uh, can have effects back in the physical world, and with the appropriate technology and the appropriate software attached to these appropriate sensors, we have the opportunity. To collaboratively create technology, which will take us from the the telephone and the cell phone through the smartphone to what you know we affectionately refer to as the soul phone, and that this is part of our I've come to conclude inevitable opportunity for uh, advancement, um, and it's uh, and with that virtually every aspect of our consciousness and lives will change, and not just here in the physical, but also, quote, on the other side. Because when our loved ones on the other side, or when we cross over to the other side, when they're at they're sort of at a disadvantage like we are, in the same way that most of us can see or hear spirit, yes, they can much more easily hear and see us, but, but because we can't see them, they still can't interact with us. Right. But when we now have a technology that makes it as easy for them to enable them to be heard by us and seen by us and vice versa, then their lives become richer and more complete because then they have a choice to remain connected with their their loved ones um, across the realms.
0: Well, I know that. Many of the listeners to this show listen because they want hope. It's called Messages of Hope, and it's because they have a child who has crossed or a spouse or parent, and they truly want to know that th- that their loved ones are okay. Now, I know that, and we reassure everyone of that every week, but it would be cruel to bring on a, a guest like you if I didn't truly believe that your technology is leading us to that place where everyone will be able to use technology. I know that you have referred to what is going to happen as a Wright Brothers moment regarding your, t- your technology. Would you explain why you use that analogy?
1: Sure. sure. Um, you know, a little over 110 years ago, there were no airplanes, no powered flight, and we humans didn't know whether or not uh, powered flight was possible. But in December, I think it was 19, uh, 1903, at Kitty Hawk, five people witnessed that fateful day when the Wright brothers' plane first flew. I think the first flight lasted all of twen- 12 seconds. The mm-hmm. longest flight was 59 seconds, and the plane crashed. It was just a basically a wooden-framed um, and cloth-built uh, machine. Uh, they then had to uh, repair it. The next time they tried to fly it, uh, there wasn't enough wind, and the plane crashed, and they had to fix it and get it ready again for flight. And the third time, they were able to do it. And although photographs were taken of those early you know, those early flights, um, it took a couple of years for the public to finally realize that what was happening was real. But for the five people who were at Kitty Hawk, they now knew that flight was possible. So it was no longer a question of, was flight possible? The question then became was, could that machine that didn't have any windows, it didn't have any seats, it didn't have any stewards, there was no air conditioning. I mean, you couldn't practically use it for anything. Could that technology be taken from a working proof of concept machine to a practical working prototype that we could then use in our daily lives? And what I've concluded, and I'm going to share with you, a, it's very really special that you reminded me that that, you're, you're, that this show is called Messages of Hope, and you'll see why in a second, Suzanne.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the, the, we've reached the point where we say that we've now entered what we call a Wright Brothers moment Yay. for spirit communication, because anyone who's now able to witness the technology, and that's what I'm going to announce in the show momentarily, once you've been able to witness it, it no longer becomes a question of is spirit communication possible? That's no longer the question. The question now is, can we take it from this, from this, I would say, definitive proof of concept demonstrations to actual practical technology so that we can, for example, engage in, for example, texting with our loved ones like we text with them here. And what we are starting, we are going to be doing this uh, in, in the, the beginning of New Year's. New Year's so probably be mid-January of 2020. We're going to be holding, um, I'm going to be giving a lecture called the Soul Phone Experiments, which will be introducing the science of all of this with a subtitle of Extraordinary Claims um, and Extraordinary Evidence. But we're also going to follow that with, and this is what I think most people will be interested, what we call the soul phone experience, which will be an all-day workshop that people will be able to attend, which will begin with uh, presentations about the experience of first doing research in spirit, then the experience of literally working with the A-team and and also a scientist from the point of view of of an evidential medium. I.e., Rhonda will confess what it's like to experience what she experiences.
0: I need to interrupt then, and say that those who aren't familiar and didn't listen to the first show, the A-Team is a team of scientists and other well-known people who have passed, who have been working with Dr. Schwartz and his team here, the B-Team, above and below. So he's not just reaching for- not just reaching random, uh, unidentified people who have crossed the veil. There's a team that regularly shows up and works with him from the other side.
1: And who is one of the evidential mediums who has independently validated many of those individuals on the A-team?
0: Well, I think that would be me.
1: <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> you played an essential role in, in, the, in convincing me that this is real. But then uh, Mark Pitschick, who created what's called the Soul Phone Foundation. People go to www.soulphone.org. And they can learn about all of this. He's going to be presenting about uh, the, what we call the greater reality living, which is a new book that we've written to uh, to take all of this scientific evidence about life after death in a great reality and how we can improve our lives and the lives of our loved ones while we're here in the physical.
0: That's what I love.
1: Advantage of this.
0: I love this because it's not just about oh boy now we can talk to our loved ones. It's what do, how do we serve the greater good? How does the whole, yes. both sides of the veil, benefit from this
1: technology? Right. But then what we're going to do is we're going to do an actual live demonstration of the very latest technology, what we call a stage two breakthrough in the technology, where we're going to actually be able to show, using the state-of-the-art system, first of all, how a person in the audience, can physically influence this technology following the computer automated instructions. And you literally see the effects on a giant screen, Hmm. followed by one of the members of the A-Team using the technology and demonstrating their ability to have an effect on the technology.
0: Now, I can just – I'm going to jump in here now because I I generally hear a lot of what my listeners are thinking. So we have so many skeptics in the world that try to debunk mediums and technology. We all know how we can be duped by Photoshopping and people playing with computers behind the scenes, smoke and mirrors. I'm sure you've thought through all of this.
1: Absolutely. And, And so none of this is hidden literally every aspect of the software and the hardware and the sensors it's all completely explained so that there is no evidence of trickery whatsoever wonderful it's, it's, no question about that but what i wanted to share with you is that after we give a demonstration and by the way just like with the wright brothers you know with, where sometimes the plane could take off and sometimes it couldn't, and sometimes the plane only flew for twelve seconds and sometimes yeah. because it was longer. This technology is what we call proof of concept. It is not a technology; it's it's not a working prototype. So it's right, not it's a not a little thing. phone
0: that you put in your pocket yet.
1: <laughs> no, it's not a little phone, and it's it's a, it's average accuracy. I would say right now in terms of replicability is about eighty percent. Ooh,
0: that's now, outstanding.
1: It, it is outstanding, but. But if your but if your texting only was was reliable only eighty percent of the time, you'd be frustrated if twenty percent of your letters were garbage. I mean, you if you're going to have a real technology, just like you have to have a plane that can take off and land virtually a hundred percent reliably, and it's got to be comfortable and work effectively. We we have to go from this proof of concept to the a uh, practical working prototype. That's the next stage. But what I wanted to share with you is that for people who who really want to have a direct personal experience with the opportunity of their loved one trying you know, and using the technology that we now have um, and wish to also help contribute to, the, to essentially funding the next phase of the work, we're going to be making available what we call HOPE sessions. Hmm. And HOPE is an acronym
0: hmm.
1: for having an objective post-material experience, H-O-P-E. Nice. And, and so literally, people will be able to work with one of the members of our B team in collaboration with one or more members from the A team, such as Susie Smith, and literally have a private session to see whether or not their particular loved one could use the technology with the assistance of one of the members on the A team and, and reveal their presence. Wow. And that's never before been done in the history of this work. That's awesome. Also, if I and I would love to announce this today because it's 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 really happening. We've gotten to the point where we can completely computer automate and analyze all of the data. Hmm. So, for literally just a few thousand dollars per system, which includes the sensors and the cameras and the and the computer, and the software, and the housing, and so on. So with this particular system, I can now set it up for a few thousand dollars, and then I can loan it to a collaborating laboratory anywhere in the world to independently replicate Mm
0: -hmm. what we're doing. And that is so important to scientists. I know that.
1: It's critical to scientists. It's what's called the multi-center, multi-blinded, randomized control trial. (laughs) It is the gold standard of biomedical and pharmacological research. And we've gotten it by doing it in a cost-effective way and and where the other scientists don't have to have any expertise in the area and they don't have to spend any research money And it requires virtually no personnel time, just a a little bit of uh, training a research assistant to be able to check to make sure that the computer is on and the the things are are possible, uh, are functioning. And if they have a a space in their laboratory which is quiet and excluding of people at night, so it doesn't even have to interfere with their daily functions, at no cost to them, They can participate in a collaborative experiment, first ever multi-center spirit technology experiments, program research, Hmm. to be able to show that this can be replicated anywhere in the world.
0: How exciting. Let's talk about what this is. What is it that someone would experience at this point in your technology?
1: Okay. Well, it's what we're currently using. We've... I should preface this by saying that we have worked with at least 10 different kinds of sensors, um, from sensors that measure photons through sensors that measure, electric, um, magnetic fields to sensors that measure electrical fields, uh, to sensors that measure super low level sound, um, uh, and by the way, they all quote work to various degrees, um, but none of these have been, if you would uh, low cost and they all require very high levels of sophistication of of, of, uh, of, of, of technology and um and, and software.
0: And I just want so to to jump in here, Gary, and tell everybody who's listening that having followed your work and uh, seen what you're working with, you've been working really on a shoestring budget, often donating your own money, all of your own time, mm-hmm. because you don't have the full backing of the scientific community. And but you right. know you are on the road to success. You know that Wright brothers moment. You've already had that, and you know that the technology is coming. And I just give you so much credit for wow what you've achieved with what you have is phenomenal
1: well thank you very much i mean as you know it it, it, it involves a group of us here in the a team and a very uh devoted i mean those of you here in the b team and a very devoted um group of of, of being beings on the a team
0: and and i just um, and have it, to say i know we're coming up to a break but and we want to hear more about the answer to my original question but this is the perfect time to just tell everybody again we're talking to Dr. Gary Schwartz the the wow about the cell phone and i've seen this man i've spent time with him we're personal friends have dined together he is a tireless worker he and his wife Rhonda totally devoted to this project it's his life his mind Rhonda's mind never stop thinking about this never stops working about it it's mm-hmm. all consuming it's your
1: passion it is a passion, absolutely.
0: So, and where are business? you? What would people witness?
1: Okay, so um, I'll give it a little bit of a story because um, it makes it, I think it makes it even more interesting.
0: Okay, we have two what minutes we till a we, break.
1: What we, well, when, when do we have do the break? How many? I'm two, minutes. two minutes. Two minutes. Two mm-hmm. minutes. Then I'll just plant the seed. Good. We're trying to develop an electronic switch. An electronic switch is like a binary switch, so that think imagine for example, like a keyboard and a key, a key and a keyboard. You press it and it makes an event or not. So it's binary. If you have forty plus keys, forty plus binary switches, then you can have a keyboard for texting. So it's the simplest form of communication is a binary yes no system. And we were working on and are working on an electronic switch. And one of the ideas that occurred to me on one fateful day was that if if I could have access to a relatively high frequency, relatively high voltage, and relatively low, low current source, and then have that signal be used as a signal that could be detected at, by a spirit serving as an antenna or a conductor, it would be easier to detect this precise signal. It's idea mm-hmm. and one source of those kinds of signals is called the Tesla coil hmm. and Nikola Tesla who was one of the great one of the great inventors along with uh, Thomas Edison you know in the birthing of the 20th century he actually got a patent for this technology in the form of what was what's now called a plasma globe okay. and these plasma globes are were were created uh, using essentially his patent uh, information to uh, to uh, uh, mostly for entertainment. And I'm sure many of the listeners may have seen these devices where you, they have has a little. It's in the shape of a globe and it's glass and it's got a little ball in it. And may
0: I interrupt a second, Gary, as we slide into the break here? Sure. Is it not true that Nikola Tesla is one of the members of the A team?
1: Uh, That is true. Yes. And I say this as a scientist forced to that conclusion by extraordinary abundance of evidence.
0: All right. So everybody come back and we're going to tell you just how close Dr. Schwartz is to communicating with your loved ones.